So good to be at another solid ground on Thursday night. My name is Travis. I serve with Christian students at UNT. And um, I've only been doing this for like not even a year. But it's been wonderful. So it's so good to be here tonight. And um, tonight is a special topic because it's a continuation of last Thursday. Chris Apicelli was here and he brought out something amazing Uh, something amazing in the universe, which is that we can experience Christ by exercising our spirit. This is the key to our Christian experience, actually. And it's so awesome that we can even know that we have a spirit, because when we know this, we know the address of where God dwells in us. God dwells in our spirit. God is spirit. That's what the Bible says. And um, we have a human spirit. And so it's amazing that we can, we can even know that we have a spirit and that God is in us as the spirit. So tonight we want to know, um, we're going to see further how we can exercise our spirit, particularly by practicing to, uh, to take care of our conscience. So maybe we could all, if you have an outline, we can all, uh, let's read Roman numeral one. Let's see, R- Roman numeral one. Our conscience is located in our spirit. Sweet. So um, maybe you were wondering, where did I get this idea that my conscience? You know, we were all given a conscience. We actually, we were created with a conscience um, when we were first created. The Lord created man with a spirit, and he created the conscience in man. But it wasn't until after... Man ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that the spirit was activated. So it was an organ inside of man, but it wasn't used until man ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he realized that he was naked and that he needed to be covered. Okay, so so the conscience originated from, from creation. But it's located in our spirit, and we can see this in the Bible. This isn't my concept. This is in the Word of God. So let's read Romans 8, 16. And if you have a pencil or a highlighter or a pen, I want you to get it out, because we're going to circle some things. So let's all read Romans 8, 16 together. Ready, set, go. Witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. Okay, so I want you to circle the Spirit, uppercase Spirit. That's God the Spirit. And then I want you to circle our Spirit. That's our human Spirit. Notice it's lowercase. So the Spirit of God witnesses with our human Spirit that we're children of God. This is an amazing fact. This is the most amazing fact in the universe that we can be joined to the Lord in one spirit, there's a verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 17. It says that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So this is, this is incredible. We were made for this. We were made to be joined to God and contact God. And um, we are children of God when we do receive God as the spirit. Okay. But what, what we want to see is the conscience. Okay, so let's read the next verse, Romans 9, 1. Let's read this together. Ready, set, go. I see the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My 
Let's circle the word or highlight whatever you have. My conscience. And here's the word witness again, but circle in the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we can do a little bit of simple math because we're in college. The Spirit himself is in our spirit. Paul said his conscience bears witness with him in the Holy Spirit. So where is the conscience? Where's the location? Can somebody tell me? Based on these two verses. In the That's right, in the Spirit. Okay, I think you probably got the idea from Roman number one. But here it is in the Word. This is not my concept. This is the Bible. So it's important to know where our conscience is because we can know that when we obey our conscience or when we practice to have a conscience without offense, we'll get into it later, toward God and toward man, we are exercising, we are actually exercising our spirit. It's incredible. So this is very important. But how, what does it look like to maintain our conscience, you might ask? Our conscience is something that God gave to us or he created us with. And it's like a, um, it's like a buzzer or a red flag or a foul. You know, when we do something, there's, there's, a, there's a sense within, oh man, maybe I shouldn't have said that or maybe I shouldn't have done that. This is our conscience. And if we obey that feeling, we, can, we are exercising our spirit. The conscience is like a thoroughfare into our spirit, to our soul. So a thoroughfare is like a doorway, an entrance into a building. So thus you have the conscience is connected to the spirit. I'd like to draw it out, but I'm going to have Aaron draw something later. But you know the three circles, right? In the innermost circle, you have the spirit, you have the soul around it, then you have the body. Between the soul and the spirit, there is a thoroughfare called the conscience. It's connected to the spirit, but it's also closely associated with the soul. So what does it look like to, um, to practice having a conscience without offense? Well, um, let's get the facts. first let's pick up the facts here in the Bible. So maybe we can all read Roman numeral 2 together. Ready, set, go. Okay, now let's read the first, let's read those two verses, 1 John 1, 7 and 1 John 1, 9 together. How about we have the guys read the first verse and the girls the second verse? Okay, so I'm going to have Aaron draw something on the board. Yeah, right here. It's too black. Okay. So in the Roman numeral 2, there's this new term, cycle of life. I don't know if you've heard this before, but there is a life cycle in the Bible, and we can participate in it um, by exercising our conscience. So let's, do you remember what it looks like? There you go, yeah. There you go. The first one is life. So when we 
When we believed into Christ, that day we got saved, the life of God came into our spirit. And we have the spirit indwelling us. This is what Romans 8 says. The spirit is in us. This is the life of God in our spirit. And we also spontaneously, what happened was when the life came into us, there was a fellowship. When I got saved in high school, I received God, and I spontaneously had the feeling, there is another person inside of me. I didn't know this utterance. I didn't know. It was in high school. I didn't have the brothers to help me. But I just had the sense, there is somebody else living with me. And I can talk to him. I can fellowship with him. And so the life brings in the fellowship. And the fellowship brings in light. At that moment I received Christ, there was a lot of light, actually, that exposed me of my sin, of my life, how I was, I was living in vanity, vanity of vanities. There was a lot of light there. And that led me to confess my sins, to receive the blood, or to apply the blood, to call on the name of the Lord, and then it's a cycle. So this is when I, this is when I began this cycle, when I got saved. So when we got saved... We entered into a cycle, a cycle of life. And um, so the life of God came into us. This life is unconditional. You cannot take this life away from us. Actually, the Bible uses this word in Exodus. Uh, It talks about the oil that they used to use to anoint the tabernacle and the furniture and all the items in uh, in the priesthood. And they mingled it. This word mingle was used. So they mingled different spices in this oil. So what happened when God came into us is he mingled the spirit with our spirit. So the spirit is mingled. We're joined to the Lord. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So you could really say that our spirit is now, after we're saved, a mingled spirit. God is residing in our spirit. It's a mingled spirit. And you cannot take that away from us We have the eternal life of God, and it's unconditional. No condition can change that. But the fellowship is conditional. So this fellowship can be hindered by our sinning, our sinning. Uh, I think previously we had talked about, we, um, it might have been last semester, but, you know, we're we're a sin factory. Um, In us is the poison of sin and as a sin factory, we just produce sins. It's, it's every day. I mean, you, you really can't avoid it. But um, so we produce sin. But thankfully, the Lord made a way that we could be brought back into life. And he offered his dear son, our Savior, Christ. And we apply this blood and we can get back into the fellowship. So um, what I'd like to share is something of my experience. Um, I, when I was in high school, this was even before I got saved, I worked for a company called, you might know, Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, we, had to, we had to buy some, I didn't have uh, the right shoes, so I needed to buy some non-slip black shoes to work for Buffalo Wild Wings. And so my buddy Colton and I, which was the same friend that I had that brought me to that event that I got saved at, uh, we went one day to Sports Authority in Cedar Hill. And we're there, and I find this cool pair of Under Armour black, uh, like, 
you know, like, um, what is it? Just sneakers, shoes. And so I'm going to check out, and I grab my debit card. I had a debit card. I didn't have a credit card at the time. I go to swipe the debit card, and it didn't work. It didn't work. And so I'm like, Colton, can you, can you spot me? He's like, no, I don't have 80 bucks. And so I, I told the lady at the register, I said, just hold my shoes, and I need to go to the bank. I need to go to across the street and grab 80 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever. And so I come back. <clears throat> I come back, and there's a new lady at the register, right? There's a new lady. And so I walk up to the register. I say, hey, there's shoes behind the register, and I was going to buy those. And I don't think it... it I don't think she comprehended what I said because she put the shoes in a bag and I had my hand in my pocket about to give her the money and uh, she gave me the bag and said, have a good day. Have a good day. And I was, you know, I had a choice. Do I, this is before I was, this is BC. This is before I was, this is before Christ. And so the, the money just stayed in the pocket. <laughs> And I grab those shoes, and I walk out, and here I, you know, I have a free pair of shoes. It was awesome at the time. But then I was walking across campus. Uh, this is three years later. Three years later, I'm walking in my Under Armour black shoes. They're still cool. I mean, I don't have to just wear them at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm walking across campus, and I have these shoes on. And, the Lord, and I had been fellowshipping. You know, it's funny. In this verse, it's not fellowship necessarily with God. We do have a vertical fellowship, us and God. But we also have a horizontal fellowship with the believers. And I had met some dear believers like you all, and I had been fellowshipping with them. And I was enjoying Christ. I was walking across campus. I was enjoying Christ wearing my Under Armour shoes. And uh, this fellowship brought in some light and it didn't bring it in before, but I was, as I was walking, the Lord just shined like a laser beam focus on my shoes. And I was like, oh, Lord, <laughs> these shoes. I, and then I just, my, it, was, it was my conscience. It was like, it bothered me. Oh, it bo- you stole those three years ago. You remember that? And I was like, Lord. You're right, but I like, the, I like the shoes, you know? Anyway, so eventually the Lord bothered me so much. The light, it was just like, you know, it was intense. I had to, I had to take those shoes. Firstly, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. Did I throw them away? I'm trying to remember. But what I did was I found the nearest sports authority. I, grabbed, I got 100 bucks, and I, and I got the manager. And I told him, hey, I stole some shoes from you three years ago, and I need to repay you. I need to repay you for these shoes. And he looked at me like, you are crazy. I don't even, what's wrong with you? And so the only thing that I could really say was Jesus did it. You know, the Lord Jesus, he's living in me. He did it. And, of course, he's still like, who is this guy? <laughs> so anyways, this is, this is what happens when you're enjoying the life of God in your spirit, the fellowship that comes with it, and the light comes, and it exposes that. I mean, I confess to the Lord. There was, there was confession there. There was the applying of the blood, but I needed to take even further action to go and repay. 
So as Paul says in Acts, he says, I exercise myself to always have a conscience without offense toward God and toward man. So it's crazy. The conscience, um, this is the cycle in our spiritual life. We go through this. We can go through this in a day, three or four times. This, this isn't just that one time, but we can go through this cycle three or four times in a day, three or four times in an hour where we just, we, re, we, we get, we are in the fellowship, the light comes, and we need to apply the blood. Our conscience bothers us, and we apply the blood, and then we get back into this cycle. It's amazing, the Christian life. It's just amazing. So, um, let's actually read. I kind of skipped around. Let's read Roman numeral three together. Ready, set, go. Let's read Acts 24, 16 together. Ready, set, go. Amen. And I'll just read the last one. 1 Timothy 1.19 Holding faith and a good conscience concerning which some thrusting these away have become shipwrecked regarding the faith. Our conscience is a way to exercise our spirit. And it's a way to stay in the fellowship with God. It's amazing. We can speak to God throughout the day. He's living in us. And actually this cycle, it causes us to grow in life. So this cycle cleanses us, causes us to grow in our spiritual life and to become mature. And, um, you know, the conscience I said before is like a thoroughfare. It's also like a window. I remember, I'll never forget. The, I used to work for a company uh, called InLink, and they were based in Dallas. And uh, we had a project. as an engineering company. We had a project in Louisiana and I had a Chevy Silverado truck, and I would drive from Dallas to Louisiana. And there was a certain point where you would hit um, kind of a, a humid barrier of Louisiana. You'd drive into this, this humidity, and all these bugs would, would, would come and start smacking the windshield. And, you know, I learned quickly that I need to apply that, that windshield wiper fluid quickly. Because those bugs, if I let them harden up on that, it's going to impede my, my, my view. And I need to stop over at the side. Anyways, so I'll never forget this moment. I, I pulled over into a gas station, and I'm filling up with gas, and I'm, I'm scrubbing these bugs off of my windshield. And, uh, and just the revelation came, Lord, my conscience is like this windshield. It's like this window. I'm driving throughout my Christian life. And the sins that, uh, that just come out of me, it just like comes out of my pores like, like sweat. They just cloud up and they muddy up my windshield. And I need to apply the blood, which is the best detergent, to, to cleanse my conscience so that I can see in my Christian life. And the longer I wait to cleanse, to apply the blood, the harder it is and the longer I need to take in confessing. 